I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Red Sox On Deck. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Prospect Podcasts. I'm your host, Bob Osgood. My co-host joining me as always is Shelly Verstraight. Shelly, were you uh, up for the conclusion of that Braves-Red Sox game on Wednesday night? I'm sure you are up, right? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ha! <laughs> um, um... I was not oh, up for that. Some fan um, you are. I was supposed to be because I, I, I know I am just you know a basic Red Sox <laughs> fan. <laughs> just them going just that long was really hard. I was, I mean, I was supposed to record you know a podcast 
you know, right. on this on this thing. But yeah, uh, yeah, nope. Once it passed, you know, eleven, uh, and uh, at midnight, yeah, you guys um, didn't want to dial we it up at like, one a.m. Yep, nope. I I was sleeping yeah. at one a.m. I was not ready to talk to anyone yeah. at one a.m. <laughs> I'm a bit of a sicko, and it I was, was so I was still up, and it was crazy because they didn't wow. even on Nessun they didn't put an alert of when the restart was happening. I saw something on Twitter that they were taking the tar- the tarp off, and there's you know some fishing show on Nessun or or something, and then all of a sudden, just snap of the finger and. Uh, Josh Taylor is throwing a pitch in the seventh inning, and it was just like, where did this come from? <laughs> you know, and just out of nowhere, no warning, and and here we go. And it rained for the entire hour. It had been an official game. I don't know why the hell this was necessary in the first place. I don't think anybody on the field or in the crowd, well, except for the fifty drunks, where you could hear everything that they said uh, next to the microphone down the stretch. So <laughs> it was mildly entertaining, but. I think I paid for it today, staying up till that time. But anyways, some um, you know maintenance and reminders that we have, whether it's the uh, on deck podcast or any of the other ones at Over the Monster. Uh, please leave us a five star rating and review if you're enjoying the show on whatever platform that you listen to. We also have the Over the Monster podcast with Matt Collins and Brian Joyner. We have the Red Seat with Jake Devereaux and Keaton Trosher, and the Precap, which Unfortunately, didn't happen last night with Shelly and Keaton, but we'll be back soon uh, this weekend, I'm sure. Uh, so we'll move along to some minor league news and notes, um, which starts with Franchi Cordero finally being sent down. I know we've talked about it a good amount. Um, Cordero had a WRC plus of 36, which means that he was 64% below league average. He had a 179 batting average, 228 on base, 274 slugging. Uh, not really what anybody is looking for. So, um, you know, it, he needs to go down and work on some things, work on putting the ball in play. It was nice to see him hit about a 500-foot home run a week ago. But other than that, not a whole lot uh, in early on in the Franchi era. Um, I don't know, Shelley, what do you think? It, there's an open roster spot as this was a, a, a an off day today wouldn't be Michael Chavis because they just sent him down. So any ideas of, of who they might fill that role with? Um, um, I mean, my initial thought, um, was it, it definitely was going to be like some just kind of like relief pitcher. I mean, there were a lot of people who were just saying, Jaron Duran, Jaron Duran. But you know, like he, is with Team USA and he's not even on the, you know, the AAA roster. So right. sadly, it's not going to be Duran. Um my initial thought was it's going to be um Brandon Borkman. Sure. Um because he's he's been with the team before. He's been okay at AAA. Um well, it's not great. It's been okay. So that's where I was just kind of hitting, you know, just like, yeah, it's been okay. We know, quote unquote, we know what we know with Brandon Workman. Maybe he'll get the yeah. call. Um, so that's kind of where I was hitting. Yeah, and th- that's a possibility. Um, you know, I kind of went more with looking at the 40 man. I think Workman could easily happen there or some maneuvering 
that they could do. There's rumors of could you put Hudson Potts on the 60-day IL, you know, which starts his, I think, service clock with the major league team. But it's not that's not someone that you're looking at service time manipulation or anything like that six, seven years down down the road for Hudson Potts. So it's a possibility they could do that because he's not going to be back anytime soon. Um, I looked within the 40, Brandon Brennan, um, he's 29 years old, and they would claimed him off of waivers from Seattle in, uh, in May of this year. Um, he's on the 40. I think I feel like they've tried to make those spots, every spot from 1 through 40, as valuable as they can. Um, I don't know what I don't know if they'll keep Brennan on the 40 man if they didn't want to use him. So I think we'll see Workman yeah. at some point, um, as well as some other possible relievers that we have on the rundown today. But I'm going to go with Brandon Brennan. He's thrown five innings, hasn't given up a run yet at AAA Worcester. Seven base runners, seven strikeouts, um, you know, throws in the mid 90s with a plus changeup. So two pitches, he's getting guys out, he's been effective, and he has a little bit of experience in the major leagues with Seattle. Um, so I'm going to go there as my guess, but it easily could be somebody that's only up for a few days. They have 10 straight games coming up in 10 days against Miami, Houston, and the Yankees. So pretty big stretch. And they seem to want to keep that extra pitcher. And with 10 games in 10 days, um, I do think it's going to be a pitcher. As we know, it won't be Chavis. Um, and as you mentioned, the yeah. Olympic qualifiers, we're not going to see Jaron Duran, which we probably should have started with that. I guess it's it's not impossible, but he's already left the team in Worcester um, to, to go join that qualifier team. Tristan Cassis um, from AA as well is going to be on the, the United States team. And uh, Jeter Downs is joining his, his brother Jerry uh, with the Columbia team. So all of them are going to be away for presumably close to two weeks as they play in those qualifiers. And that doesn't mean that any or all of those players will be on the Olympic teams when that comes around later in the summer. Um, but yeah, kind of what are you hearing and, and how do you think that might affect things with Durand? Does that, you know, push him back just to when he gets back and then you think he might get a call or, um, kind of what, what have you been, been reading about Durand, uh, joining that USA team? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really do think, um, when it comes to Duran, um, it really does affect him because I mean he's been really really good at AAA um, and if he um, wants to compete on the Olympic team he obviously cannot be on the major league team um, so this is really interesting I I yeah um, he could still you know participate in these qualifier matches um, but if he still does yep. what he needs to do what he has been doing I could see him being called up and I mean honestly I think that it's really up to him um but yeah I I, I don't really expect Duran Casas or Jeter Downs um to really just you know really help the major league team in the immediate future yeah and um this wasn't it wasn't something I thought about. Of course, I thought he'd be up by May, so I was way off with that. That's officially out the window. Um, he's he had an unbelievable game on uh, over the weekend. I think it was Saturday. He was five for five with three runs, two homers, three RBIs. 
Uh, Raises average up to 299. Had his sixth and seventh home runs. He's got 12 RBIs. He's got four steals. Um, so, but in between that, there was a mini slump, like you could call it. There were, you know, I think he had a one for 12 stretch in the three games before that, and uh, had an 0 for five in the game after um, before he left the team. So, you know, he he. We see all of the big home runs, and they're no doubters, and they're 40, 50 feet out of the park. Um, and that one game, he was fantastic over the weekend. But, you know, it's not like he has torn the cover off the ball night after night and forcing his way in. He's just hitting some long bombs that end up, um, you know, in our social media feeds and such. But, uh, I mean, he's definitely definitely positive uh, outcome so far for Duran and still certainly think that he's probably within a month or two but um might be a little later than we were hoping for which which is okay we'll see him this year i'm fairly confident of that um so and as i mentioned jeter downs jerry downs um with columbia uh jeter and his brother um and then what we were going to do this week is kind of work our way up so uh two weeks ago we covered the double a and triple a last week we covered a ball uh, you know, we were thinking about going back to just Portland and, and Worcester this week, but in Greenville um, and down at, at A-Ball in general, there's been some really interesting performances. Um, I thought that we would start with um, a couple of names, Cameron Cannon and uh, Brian Bayo. Uh, Cannon we discussed last week, and he's continuing to surge down in Greenville. He had a grand slam on Tuesday. Um, has hit for a good average so far this year. He's hitting 321, um, four homers, 12 RBIs, and has two steals. He's on base 37% of the time, um, continuing just to stay hot down there, and it's good to see. Um, and But then along with that, uh, Brian Bayo, I think that he um, – I'll send it over to you, Shelley, actually, to start with, with Brian Bayo. What, what, what have you seen so far, and, um, you know, is he – Shooting up your prospect list, uh, uh, Red Sox, you know, into the maybe top twenty. Uh, yeah. Um, I am really, really excited about what I've seen from Brian Brian Bayo, um, so far this year. Um, I mean, he has a thirty nine percent K percentage, and he's only walking like five percent of the batters that he's facing. So it is a K to BB ratio of basically 34%. Like that is amazing. Um he's you know, he has a good, you know, fastball changeup kind of combination here. Um and he's really working on that slider. But like t- I I I really want to see him at double A right now. Um because I mean, he's just absolutely dominating. Um, high A, and I I am loving it. And I mean, you know, I know this isn't a fantasy baseball kind of like podcast, but uh, in kind of like my deep dynasty leagues, um, I picked Brian Bayo up. Like I I really like what yeah. I've seen. Well, it looks like I'm late to the party then because we're in a couple of leagues together. So it's too bad. I'll have to look <laughs> for him elsewhere. Um, we were already going to talk about him tonight uh after that excellent start that he had late last week five innings two runs 10 strikeouts and then he pitched on wednesday it is the same thing five innings two hits one run seven k's he's four and oh 
with a 2.11 ERA in four starts. Um, you know, you mentioned the strikeout rate is fantastic. They're letting him go five or six innings. Um, he had, you know, you mentioned the fastball and changeup and how he's working on the slider. I, I was most impressed by the slider yesterday. Um, that was, it was falling off the table. It was running down and in on lefties. I kind of went back and watched a good amount of that outing and the, the lefties are all chasing that. The, you know the uh, the pitching ninja swords that they have uh, the, the the gifts that he'll put out there. That's what these the, these guys are doing. They're all check swinging and they're not even close to it. So and then he had the changeup that was running away um, from left-handers and and was getting uh, you know a lot of swing and misses on each of his three pitches. So uh, I'm definitely most excited about Bayo kind of in the early going in terms of moving up the list. I think he's gonna. You know, as, as a few prospects have graduated, and then now we're dealing with some injuries, especially um, on the pitching side of things that we talked about last week. He's going to put his name into the ring with those with those higher higher up pitchers that we talked about early on. Um, you know, Bayo's going to be in that mix at least so far. Like you said, he's probably um, ready to make a move, whether that's another start or two. But he's dominating that level, so I'd like to see him at Portland, and hopefully that. That move's coming soon. A um, couple other names, Tyler Dearden and Tyreek Reed. Um, we talked about Reed a little last week. Had his fifth homer, uh, which was a walk-off we were mentioning in last week's show. Since that, he's hit three home runs, and so he's got eight overall. I believe I saw that he was leading um, that that league, the East, uh, in A-ball with eight home runs. Average up to 283. He's a little older for the for um, that level. He was one of the Rule Five minor league pickups. Actually, two names on our list today between um, him and Caleb Ort, who we're going to talk about in a little bit in Worcester. Both were in that minor league Rule Five pickup. Um, but between Reed and Tyler Dearden, who was a 29th round pick in 2017, um, age 22, Greenville outfielder who's hitting 308 with a ton of walks, 14 walks. Um, to go against 24 Ks, so his on-base percentage is 463. Um, you know, Dearden kind of was thought of as more of like an organizational outfielder, I feel like, but, you know, 46% of the time on base, that is what it is. So any thoughts on Dearden or Reed? Uh, yeah, I just, I just, when, you know, we were kind of like talking about what we wanted to uh, discuss with this pod, um, Dearden and Reed, like, I just want to give them some pub, um, at, and how they're just killing it for high A Greenville. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily know how it would, like, really trans, you know, just how it will really, you know, go for them as they progress, but I just want to give them kind of like a hat tip. I mean, you know, Dearden has... Um, five home runs so far. Reed has seven, um, you know, for high A, uh, Greenville. And I just, I just really just, I'm, I'm really impressed. And I didn't really expect them to do these things. Um, so yeah, I just, yeah, they're just, yeah. It's no, I, really unexpected. I agree. And I, I think kind of throughout that infield we talked about a little last week is, um, it's encouraging that whole group. And, you know, it's not as easy to just say these guys need to move up because where are they moving up and who's moving up from double A AA to triple A and the majors and all of that. But, you know, it 
we're three or four weeks in and you know you give players a couple of months unless they're really knocking down the door like Bayo is uh, and see what happens and and see if they make a move especially you know uh read a little bit older and you know moving on to portland similar situations with some older prospects but that are playing really well in our, the early season here um and this isn't confusing at all there's uh Johan Miesis, which we talked about um, a couple weeks ago, and then there's also Joey Manesis. Both of them are at Portland. Um, Miesis is an outfielder. Uh, Manesis plays a little first base, a little bit of outfield. But Yo- Johan Miesis has started this season off. He's age 25. Um, he has nine home runs and 17 RBIs, and I think kind of similar, either tied or leading um, their division at Double A hitting 281 on base percentage of 387 um you know older for the level and then you've got joey Manesis who is 29 years old um so you know that's kind of at a point where he should be to continue playing professional baseball he should be hitting at that level but um you know he's hitting 296 and four homers and 17 rbis and they've both had some clutch hits late late in games go ahead home runs between Miesis and Manesis over the last week so um you know not a whole lot i don't think these are players unless they continue to tear it up you know if miasis has uh, nine more home runs next month then maybe we need to start talking about that a little bit but just some (laughs) players at portland as we work our way up that that have been interesting and have been key in getting some clutch hits in some of the recent games yeah yeah a hundred percent and um so figure we'll move up to Worcester now we're up to triple a um finally getting Pawtucket out of my system I think I've got Worcester down at this point uh we talked about Duran had that five for five day he's going to be away for a little bit um Caleb Ort is the other name that was uh, a rule five pickup and he um came from the Yankees actually which is interesting because Whitlock was a rule five majors uh draftee and then uh, Tyreek Reed was the minors round one Rule 5 pick, and Caleb Ort was the second round from the Yankees. Reed came from the Texas Rangers. Um, without getting into details of how the Rule 5 minors works, is not the same. You don't need to have them up with the organization for an entire year like Whitlock needs to be. Um, but Ort has been excellent. I think he's had nine or so innings. He hasn't given up a run yet. He's closing out games, has several saves so far. Uh, another situation where he's not on the 40, but I kind of could see if they had any injuries that Ort might be one of the earlier call-ups as a reliever. Have, have you, what have you seen, and do you have any thoughts on Ort? He's kind of a name that, that came out of nowhere that we didn't discuss in the preseason at all. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ort kind of, I mean, I know that we, like you said, you know, we picked him up from... Uh, the Yankees just kind of as like a minor league guy. Uh, I honestly uh, didn't really, you know, look too much into him, yeah. but he has performed extremely well, right? Like, I mean, I honestly thought that maybe Durbin Feltman would maybe get a call here or there or just something, but um, yeah, Caleb Ort. Yeah. Um, has been absolutely amazing. I would love for him to be added to the 40 man. I would love to see him um, in the major leagues, um, you know, coming out of the bullpen. He's been performing extremely well. Yeah, and, and we, um, you know, talked about Bizarro in that role, but with the, the 
the I think lat injury that he yeah. has, it doesn't sound like he's going to be back anytime soon. Um, I got Ort's numbers up now. It's got five saves actually, um, with just one unearned run in nine innings and 12 Ks. So um, he's closing out games effectively, and he's 29 years old. So certainly a name that is coming out of nowhere, but he's the reports that he's touching 98 seen some highlights here and there of him closing out games and he looks confident um missing bats and throwing strikes um which is is important you know if, he, if he's going to get the call up he can't be wild he's only walked three and in nine innings and i you know reading reading his reports in the past he had some command and control problems so interesting name that i i think if he continues we we could see him later this year up at the major league level um a couple other notes um, Michael Chavis was sent down and actually broke up the no-hitter in the ninth inning against the uh, Philly Triple-A team, the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, what a name that is. Um, but Chavis got up, hit a, a line drive into center field to, to break up the no-hitter last night. So not a great night for Worcester. Um, Kyle Hart got the start at, at uh, starting pitcher. Remember Hart from last year, he was – very ineffective at the major league level it turned out that he had been sick and pitching through some things last year um he had been excellent the previous two starts he'd thrown 13 innings given up one run so i was interested to see you know as we've talked about just starting pitcher depth that we're going to need this year whether if he put a third one in a row together might be a name that should be back on our radar and maybe you know give kyle hart another chance uh, he gave up five runs and three and a third so he's been up and down but two great starts before that um and then the last thing you know we mentioned Downs leaving for a couple of weeks, but we want to touch on the the strikeout issues that he's had a little bit um, so far. Uh, Jeter Downs at, at Worcester. Uh, yeah, I I I mean I've been you know obviously I just been kind of like looking at a lot of like the top prospects of and Jeter Downs like strikeout issue is kind of being like a little bit concerning. Um, I mean he has a thirty eight percent you know, strikeout rates. Um, he's only making contacts um, about 66% of the time, which is really not that great. Um, and I'm just seeing him just flailing at pitches. Um, and it's, it, it, it's kind of a thing that we did see when he was with the Reds organization. Um, he went from the Reds um, to the Dodgers and then, you know, to the Red Sox. Um, and it's just kind of a thing that we saw when he was with the Reds. Like, he was a really free swinger. And I, I think that he's kind of gotten back to to that part where he's just trying to just go for power. Just all these other things. So, yeah. Sadly, um, I think Downs is probably going to... Is definitely not going to debut this year. He has a lot of work to do, maybe with his yeah. uh, patience and stuff. Yeah, and it's important to note that he, before this year, as a result of things out of his control, but he'd only played 12 games above the A level. And, um, you know, alternate yeah, sites and all of that stuff, you know, you see good pitching, but he's playing in real games against normal competition in. Um, but as you said, the strikeout rate is it jumps off the page at 38%. Um, he'd been in the first three years, 15%, 12%, 12%, 12%, 12%, 12%, 12%, 12%, 12%, 12%, 12%, 12%, 12%, 12%, 12%, 12%, 12%, 12%, 12%, 12%, 12%, 12%
uh, 19 at low A, 20% at high A, and then in limited action, 18%. So you're right. I mean, this is this is something we have not seen a number above 20% yet, and it goes right to 38. So yeah, I think that the chances are dwindling. That he, I mean, they probably they're going to want to get him on a roll. It could be that you know the second half of the year he cuts his strikeouts down, and then maybe they start next year to make sure that his second go around at that level that he's totally ready. Um, but he is, uh, he's 22 years old still. So yeah. give him a year exactly. or so, um, you know, still on most everybody's list, the number two prospect in our organization, in the Red Sox organization. Um, so, but definitely something to monitor and maybe a little time away and, and playing in those Olympic games and being around some other players or the Olympic qualifiers, uh, clear his head a little bit maybe you know pick up a, a couple of tips for, from some veterans and and get back down there and hopefully get on a roll when he gets back in june yeah all right and then i thought we would just finish up with some draft updates there are mock drafts all over the place um you know we've talked about mlb pipeline a good amount uh, baseball america came out with another one keith law came up with his his first mock draft for the athletic uh, we won't review all of them. Um, you know, I recommend taking taking a look and seeing the write-ups for the, all the players that we've talked about that are going in the top four or five, and in some cases all the way down to number seven uh, picks so far. But the three names that we saw MLB Pipeline had, Henry Davis, the catcher, going to the Red Sox at four. Baseball America had Jack Leiter, the pitcher from Vanderbilt, going to Boston, and um, Keith Law had Kamar Rocker going to Boston at four, which was interesting because Leiter is on the board at four and has him going all the way down at six. I haven't seen a whole lot of Rocker going ahead ahead of Leiter, uh, either on kind of lists or mocks so far. Um, you know, what Law said was the Sox seem to be in on Rocker, Leiter, and Davis and seem extremely likely to get one of them, which is backed up by those are the three names in the three mocks that came out this week. Um, the other quote that I thought was interesting and slightly alarming if they went this route, but Jim Callis from MLB Pipeline said that the Red Sox feel like the absolute floor for um, Jack Leiter, meaning that he should go no later than the fourth pick. Um, he doesn't think that he'll get to them. Uh, said Henry Davis is the best college position player available. Um, that the high school shortstops would also be attractive there to Boston if either of them fell. But Boston could cut a deal with a lesser college bat to save money to spend big later. Which I know that's what they did last year, but I don't know what you thought of that quote, Shelley, because I want nothing to do with that. I want one of these big names. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, did not hear that quote and you just reading that quote just made me just like sigh like there are a lot of really interesting guys we had the fourth right pick. stop stop this isn't this, the year to right? do it a hundred percent this is not the year to do it yeah sure if you want to do it last year that's totally fine um there are a lot of really interesting yeah. names franchise um, altering do players. not try a hundred percent um do not, you know, try to be cute with this pick here. Um, um, it's, it, yeah. But, you, I you've mean, touted Henry Davis a lot, and wow, the hype is there. You know, seeing him even go number one 
um, in Keith Law's mock uh, is interesting because, yeah. you know, we were talking about their, on our initial preview, an outside chance that, you know, if they go outside the, the top four, they might reach for Davis. Well, now he's in the mix for the first pick, and, wow, he has a lot of helium. Yeah, I, yeah, it, it kind of makes me a little bit scared that maybe we won't get him because I, I really do like him. But, I mean, I also like Rocker. I also like, there, there are a lot of, like, really interesting yeah. picks in the top five, top six. And just seeing that Davis has kind of moved up a little bit, like, I'm really excited because I really like Henry Davis. But I'm like, do I, I'm still a little bit conflicted. Like, I don't know where... Yeah, if you know, if I was like the Red Sox and just trying to figure out who I wanted to to pick with the fourth pick, I don't know. But that makes me really excited um, to be like, yeah, we have a lot of like really interesting guys here. But then when you you know you put in that callous quote of yeah, we're gonna save money, it just oh, yeah. please don't save money. I'm all set with that. There were a lot of good guys here. Well, yeah, and, and there's some exciting stuff coming out. The conference tournaments I know are going on now, and then it's going to be into the kind of the regional rounds the next week or two, and then we'll have the, the College World Series. And certainly hoping Vanderbilt gets there. I want to catch as much uh, lighter and rocker as I can yes. um, in the upcoming weeks. So I don't know, between major leagues, minor leagues, and college, I, there's not enough hours in the day, but I try to catch as much action mm-hmm. as I can. So. All right, that's our show for today. Um, you can reach both of us on Twitter. Uh, my handle is Bob Osgood 15 Shelly's is Shelly V underscore 643. Uh, shout out to our pals over in England that have been checking in with us and throughout Europe. We appreciate everyone over there. Um, you can catch me at the Dynasty Guru. Shelly's Titans 